0: It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, which is all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. That's what I'm here for. That's what this is about. But there are times you feel I didn't deliver the kind of information you're looking for or that I was wrong in advice or information I gave. So we have on Clark.com a place for you to blow off steam called Clark Stinks where when you feel I've missed the mark or worse you can post it other people can see your post they can comment on it and it's beautiful because we all learn together from each other. Each week our producer Krista goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares highlights or her favorites or whatever it is right here on the air. <laughs> I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're
1: right, pal. All
2: right, we've got a plethora of Clark Stinks to discuss today. Hi, Clark. While I cannot really tell you if you have bad breath or not, I think the new teeth cleaning system you mentioned while at CES in January is a myth. You said it only took 10 seconds or less to clean your teeth. I have looked for the new teeth cleaning system online to no avail. What is the name of the manufacturer? How do we get one? When will they be available in the U.S. of A.?
0: It was one of the Indiegogo funding things, which is kind of like Kickstarter. And there are actually several things I've talked about that were supposedly miracle things for improving your uh, dental hygiene and making sure you're brushing right and all that. I I think the one you're referring to from C S this past January is called the AMA brush. A-M-A-B-R-U-S-H. And if you use whatever search engine, Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever you use, use it to find AMA brush. Let me spell it again. A-M-A-B-R-U-S-H. So it's the automatic toothbrush. And we'll see if it works as it was said, explained to me. This past January.
2: And that was, um, the end of that was, thanks for what your, for your contribution to a better world, Garth. Thank you, Garth. Just say it, please. It drives me nuts when Clark gives advice, but doesn't tell the full picture or story. Prime example, when people call in to ask whether to put money into a traditional 401k, Roth, IRA, etc., then says, unless you make lots of money, what is lots of money? What someone considers to be a lot of money may not be a lot of money to someone else and may make incorrect decisions by not having the full picture. Can you please clarify what means lots of money? Or when Clark gives advice about homes, real estate, and says, do this unless your property is worth a lot of money, what is the value or threshold amount? Clark, you leave me wondering on things all the time. And even if I personally may not make the kind of money you speak of or property that is not of that value, I would love to have the knowledge when speaking to someone that does. Nevertheless, I love what you and your team do, and I'm very grateful for all the advice I've received over the many years of listening. Thanks.
0: Thank you, and I apologize for the shorthanded response I give sometimes, unless you make a lot of money. So it differs by product. So with a 401k, generally, till you get above an annual income, this is going to be a very small sliver of people that is above about a quarter million dollars it makes sense under the current tax code for you to do a Roth 401k rather than a traditional. And that's especially true if you're younger. Uh, I mean, who who's really young who, other than an athlete who makes more than a quarter million dollars a year? As you get older, at about maybe somewhere around age 50, it becomes more of a wash between doing a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k regardless of your income, unless your income is especially at the lower end, below $50,000 a year, in which case, regardless of age, you want to do the Roth 401k instead of the traditional, if that's made available to you where you work.
2: Clark, you stink like skunked beer. Of course, I'm just jesting with you. Any reason, though, why I haven't heard you share or promote producer Joel's new podcast, Poor Not Poor, P-O-U-R, not poor p-o-o-r it's an another great personal finance podcast that follows many of your principles combined with joel's love of breweries would love to see some support for joel and his podcast partner matt was not written by, by either Emily. of them no
0: <laughs> joel what is this? shameless promotion no he really, own really podcast? was not absolutely
2: not
3: i promise no right, so go
0: ahead give the pitch
3: Uh, yeah. So so my best buddy, Matt and I do a podcast together and we talk about, yeah, our two favorite things, craft beer and saving money. And it's called poor, not poor. And wherever you listen to Clark's podcast, you can listen to our podcast. And really more than anything, it's an excuse for Matt and I to get together and have a beer and have a conversation.
0: What happened by the way, the steep, steep decline in beer consumption, that must make you cry in
3: your beer. Oh, are people drinking less beer now? much less oh much,
0: much less well that is it's yeah that that's terrible and
3: beer consumption no and, i'm not in favor of that at all yeah i didn't
2: think so. <laughs> equal airtime kim has a podcast too that's super cool kim not finance but really cool it's called rochambeau and it's about crazy weird competitions around the world it kind of focuses on travel and bucket lists a little more all right so now we're going to get into <laughs> iphone versus android and i had to pick some posts for this because this was definitely a hot button item Clark, I think the stink must be coming from your upper lip when you smell apples. I listen to your podcast every day, and this is one area where I have to respectfully disagree. Some things to consider related to your recent rant. One, there are reasons why developers choose iOS first, if not only for their apps over Android. They make a lot more money on iOS, less pirating, better marketplace. There is less fragmentation thousands of different Android phones to support and better support. If the 30% wasn't working worth it to them, they would skip the I, skip iOS Two, you mentioned upfront cost, but that is a small factor in iPhone ownership. It was just announced that the iPhone X has the best resale value of any smartphone at 85%. Well, you, when you sell an iPhone, you will get a lot more money back. Not to mention it will last longer and be supported longer than any Android phone. And three, peace of mind also factors in. You know very well the security and stability issues with Android. Very few phones, mostly the ones that cost the same as the iPhone, ever get security updates, which would end up costing a lot more if your phone is compromised. When you buy a car, do you only look at the sticker price? Or do you look at reliability, resale value, etc.? How about a home?
0: So, which of my children posted that? (laughs) So, the thing about... The iPhone, you mentioned the iPhone ten or X, thousand dollars. Most people, the sweet spot for them buying a cell phone is two hundred and fifty dollars or less. Apple sells an elite product for a sliver of the marketplace. Apple's market share around the world is about twelve percent, eighty-eight percent Android. And obviously Android's not perfect. The the post, the thing I had talked about specifically that the post referred to is how Apple controls 100% what goes on the phone and puts up that 30% toll gate that they charge the developers. But the marketplace says the developers feel differently than I do because they tend to write the apps first for iPhone than for Android because iPhone buyers are not price sensitive and are more likely to pay for an app where Android users, won't pay for one. They just want the free version.
2: And another one quickly, I believe you're stinker, stinkier than a two-year-old's dirty diaper on iPhones. And they talk about how you mentioned the lawsuit. They're saying Android is insecure because Google allows any app into Android. However, Apple, Apple strictly controls what gets into their phones. Remove your Google bias and recognize that Google is a company that profits off its customers by selling data and letting apps steal your data as well. I'm almost certain that Google is somehow funding this lawsuit against Apple. At the end, it says, I've had Samsungs and they are not impressive. I usually love what you say. You just speak to text before speaking on technology. And they wrote it to Mr. Howard. Mr. Howard. Oh, can't do that. Just plain old Clark. All right. So
0: obviously I have offended people with iPhone versus Android I will tell you they are both fantastic systems, and what these phones do and have done over the last decade is extraordinary, and they have in so many ways improved our lives. They've also, on balance, had a problem with how much we get addicted to the devices as well.
2: P.U., shame on you, Clark, for pulling a bait and switch on your loyal listeners. After reading the show notes for last Friday's podcast, I was anxious to hear your advice on how to shop for health coverage in early retirement. What I heard instead was a suggestion that one keep working part-time to obtain employer-provider health care benefits. That's what I call semi-retirement. Sorry, Clark, but my idea of early retirement isn't working the morning shift at a Starbucks as a barista. barista. Your faithful listener, Max Saver Jeff, in Menominee Falls, Menomone Menomone Falls, Falls
0: Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Have you never been to Menominee
2: Falls? I don't think I have, or I would have pronounced been able it to right.
0: Pronounce it. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. Any response to that?
0: Yes, yes. And this is a frustration for so many people. When you. Get past age 45, it gets very difficult and potentially backbreakingly expensive to buy an individual health insurance policy. So, if the tease for that hour oversold what I was going to talk about, the purpose of that was to talk about strategies to make health care affordable and working part time at a place that gives health benefits to all people that work there, even part-timers, is the most effective strategy I know.
2: A quick last one, referring to last week's Clark Stinks about taking the napkins from restaurants. You don't go through drive throughs but I do because I'm listening to your program on the radio or on a podcast. I only take home the extra napkins that are given to me at a drive-thru, and I don't feel guilty about it at all. You if, shouldn't. If they give me five napkins and I only use one, the other four go home. If it makes you feel any better, when we get too many at home... We just take them to church to be used for activities there. No guilt about it. Just wanted to help you unstink a little, Steve.
0: Steve, I appreciate that very much. Sometimes you go through a drive-thru and they forget to give you napkins at all. Other times they give you enough to take care of your napkin needs for a month. So, yes, any surplus they give you, they're yours to use as you wish and keep as you wish. Appreciate all your posts. Please go to Clark.com. Go to Clark Stinks and let me know how I can serve you better. Preston is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Preston, how are things going for you? Pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Certainly, Preston. How can I be of service to you with your wallet?
4: <laughs> okay, well, I'm 24 years old, and I've been working at my first real job, I'd say, for about a year and a half now. And I uh, How do you like I it? Put, I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm glad right. to be making some real money finally.
0: <laughs> and what did you do before you got this job? Uh, some construction here
4: and there in between school when I could. But
0: so now I'm you've got now you've got a job that you can really grow on and have stability from. Right. Yeah. Great. Right. Well, how can I serve you then?
4: So my question is, I've been putting fifteen percent um, into our company. 401k as soon as i became eligible
0: wait 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 wait! you started doing that at 22
4: or 23 or 23 yeah so it was a year ago wow give or take
0: do you know that nobody does that at 23 (laughs) years old and that's going to change your life that you've been putting 15 cents of every dollar you make into the 401k do they give you a match on top of that
4: yeah, they do. It's like I uh, forget the breakdown. I think it's hundred percent of three percent and then maybe fifty percent for the next three percent. So there is All right, so you're match.
0: saving you're saving almost effectively twenty percent of your pay, nineteen and a half percent of your pay, every pay okay. period. Uh, who motivated you to do something so incredibly great <laughs> for you, your life, your future?
4: Oh, uh, it was it was my parents and they always just told me, you might as well just do it right away, and then you'll never really miss it, which that is the case because I've been doing it since I started. So it that really bothered great. me too bad. All
0: right. Well, I don't know what role I have to play here because it <laughs> sounds like you got it so together.
4: Well, my question, I guess, is that there's a lot of regulations and stuff with the 401K, and um, I know you can't really draw that money out until you're – Uh, i think it's 59 and a half i don't want to put that much of a chunk of money into a savings where i can't use it yes you do
0: yes you do (laughs) yes you do (laughs) because because you're changing the freedom you're going to have later in your life you know most people don't really get around to thinking about this stuff till they turn 40 and they're like oh I grunt when I get off the sofa now. I'm not so young anymore. I might need to start saving. (laughs) You, by doing it now, your money gets to work for you and grow and grow and grow, and the math is compelling. So I know it feels like you're restricting freedom in your life, but you're actually creating freedom in your life by doing what your parents encouraged you to do. Okay.
4: Well, are there any other types of savings accounts that where maybe I still take 15% of my income, but maybe I put 10 to my 401k and maybe five to a different type of account that I could access when I'm 40 or 50 in case I wanted to do.
0: So what you could do is you could reduce the contribution of this plan to 10%, take 5% of your pay and put it in something known as a Roth IRA that you would open on your own. And the advantage of the Roth for the scenario you said is that anything your Roth would earn over the next who knows how many years has to stay in the plan till you're 59 and a half, just like with the 401k. But all the money you contributed to it, you can pull out tax and penalty free at any time at any age. Okay. And I have a guide for you to how to set up a Roth IRA and where I like for you to open it and what investment choices i like for you to have in it at Clark.com on my investment guide. And once again, Preston, I can't tell you how much, how, how I could not be more impressed with you than I am right now with the maturity you're showing and the amount of money you're already saving for your future. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. So we have an older Honda Odyssey minivan, and it was time for it to go in for its uh, check for so many tens of thousands of miles, and so I take it, drop it off, and I could have ridden public transit from where I dropped the vehicle off, because I live um, where I can use that, and it's about a, oh, three quarters of a mile walk from where I turn the vehicle in to where I can get on a train. Train's 2 dollars 5 and it would have been good for me to go walk and all that. But instead, I used Uber Express Pool, which is something Uber has in more and more cities where if you're willing to walk a couple of hundred yards to a major thoroughfare, You get in an Uber at a fraction of the normal cost and at the other end when you get out you walk a couple hundred yards from a main thoroughfare to where you're going and it was $6.45 for me to take the Uber Express pool, two and a half to go on the train and I did the Uber Express pool. Now, there are people who are upset with me that I would waste $3.95 plus I tip, so it was really more than that, but it is a choice that many people are making who live in areas, urban or suburban, that have some level of public transit, but now there's Uber and Lyft. So the crazy thing is Uber and Lyft in a lot of places are actually increasing traffic congestion and so there are places starting to limit how many Ubers and Lyfts there can be so that they don't increase traffic instead of potentially decreasing it. I was in another express pool when I went to get the vehicle back and there was another guy going on the ride that came along the main drag, picked me up and we're riding along, and he and I are talking. He was from Suffolk County, Long Island, New York, and he historically had, when he lived in New York, he he rode the Long Island Railroad and all that, and that he historically had ridden a bus to the condo he lives in, but that afternoon with me and other times, he now does the Uber Express pool. And he's, doesn't, he's out of the habit of riding the bus because it goes from taking him an hour and 40 minutes to about 30 minutes. Huge time savings. And so it is a real conundrum. Listen to this in Chicago. Chicago now, you have to register with the city as an Uber or Lyft driver. There are 117,000 now in the city of Chicago. That is crazy and so not all of them are on the road at the same time but there are a lot of them there and so I really realize what a transition this is to when people use shared transportation and the vehicles where you'll pay for them by use instead of owning your own or as the time's coming in the next few years where you'll be in a completely autonomous vehicle that will take you to where you're going. But on the path to that, Uber and Lyft may actually be increasing traffic, not decreasing it, as I was an example twice in two days of someone who would have been on transit, but instead, because it was there, I took the ultra-cheap Uber Alternative. John is with us on The Clark Howard Show. Hello, John.
5: Hey, Clark. How are you
0: today? Thanks Great. For me thank on. you, John. I am so excited. You have a teenager who's earning a huge annual income?
5: Well, she's 16, and she, for about three years, has been making little stop-motion animation videos that she posts on her YouTube channel. And uh, a couple of years ago, they started to take off, and yeah, she's making a lot more money than, than we certainly expected anybody could um, And we are, are trying to figure out exactly what to do with it. There's a, a pretty good chunk of money sitting in a savings account that's been there that I, I know from listening to you for years needs to be invested smarter than it is. Um, there's a second wrinkle to this question, and that is that uh, my daughter actually has a, a disease called cystic fibrosis, which is you know, a genetic disease with a potentially somewhat a shortened lifespan, which is sort of difficult to talk about, but it's our reality.
0: Well, and except so- except on the positive side, I'm always told I'm Pollyanna on everything, is that her <laughs> lifespan would still be a, a decent length into adulthood probably, right? For sure. And during the decades that would be between her being 16 and then, who knows what medical or scientific advancements there would be that true. would extend both the, uh, her lifespan and improve the quality of her life.
5: That's very true, and, and we are certainly, uh, you know, we stay very in touch with the CF community, and uh, there are lots of pretty amazing things on the horizon, and of course we are, you know, hopeful, and she is, you know, uh, very healthy and healthier, I think, than many, if not most, people with CF, so that's great, but we have, it, I guess it brought me, the, the reason I have been stuck for a couple of years knowing how to invest this money I assume, like from listening to you, that potentially a simplified employee pension might be the type of thing to invest her money in. But my worry is, there's quite a chance that we might need to pull that money out, you know, long before retirement age. And, sure, is there and a- do
0: you have an able? Is she eligible for an able account? I'm not sure. I even know what that is. Oh, an able account is where you're allowed to put fifteen thousand dollars into an account that works like a Roth IRA and it's for people who have certain disabilities and oh. uh, the CF people you're in touch with would be able to tell you whether or not CF qualifies okay. for opening a tax-free ABLE account and so each year uh, you could have 15000 in that growing tax-free that is used for your daughter's medical care. Mm-hmm. And doesn't have to be specifically tied to retirement.
5: Gotcha. And it, and it, uh yeah, that's well, that's exactly why I called you because that's not something I've heard of at all. And uh, I just had this feeling that we would be sticking this money away, you know, for years. And and the, her income has grown every month, so it still looks like it's going to continue for at least a little while. So we got a couple and of would...
0: ways to approach both issues. So if she's able, eligible, you'd be able to put. The, up to fifteen grand in that, and then otherwise, you mentioned the SEP, she also might look as an alternative at something known as the solo or self-employed 401k. Okay. And that would allow her to put aside up to 18500 of her earnings into it, and she can go Roth or regular. See, the beauty of the Roth is that the contributions to a Roth Can be withdrawn at any time, tax and penalty free. So the thing is, just
5: not taxed until after retirement. It's It's never never taxed.
0: taxed.
5: Oh, it's never taxed. Yeah,
0: you do a Roth. You don't get a current upfront benefit, but the money grows tax free, and it's spent tax free in retirement. But there's a twist to it, where only the earnings have to be left in till retirement age. I see, and the contributions can be withdrawn at any time so at the point she might need medical care or for any other purpose to draw on the money she's able to draw on the contributions portion Mm -hmm. without having to worry about any tax penalties anything
5: gotcha and the contribution part should be the lion's share of it for quite a while in in the the short
0: in the short term yeah
5: yeah yeah So the able, we just check that first. Um, Check. check No, I would
0: say I'd say you if she's able eligible, you do both. Otherwise, you at least do the self-employed four hundred one k.
5: So the able for able, and then the the second one you mentioned to do both was the four hundred one. What was that one called?
0: Self-employed or solo? It's called both four hundred one k.
5: Solo four hundred one k. See, that's again something I've never heard of. Um, Yeah, that's well, that's great. Help. That's exactly the kind of thing that will allow me to move forward because i've been just kind of out of stansville and uh my wife keeps reminding me to call you because i talk about you all the time at our house
0: <laughs> well also <laughs> on the able if you if you do a uh whatever search engine you use google or whatever put in the mm-hmm. search able account A B L E yes. account you'll see or able account uh rules you'll see whether or not uh, as best She's you dead. can you can tell from it if she meets the um qualifications under what are called allowances conditions okay and then she'd be good to go potentially
5: that's that is excellent advice i, I had the feeling you'd have some uh, knowledge of something and i didn't know anything about and, and
0: will you, and you congr- will you on my behalf congratulate your daughter on her industriousness and the, what <laughs> sure. she's been able to produce at 16 and income and yeah. that that's what's so neat about the platforms available today where an individual uh, even not at adulthood is able to find something that entertains people or informs them and is able to generate an income and that's just great stuff. Robert's with us on the Clark Howard show. Hello Robert. Hey how you doing Clark? Great thank you. You want to talk 401ks. Yeah, before
1: I do, I just want to tell you, I'm a long-time listener, and I download your podcast every day and listen to it at work, so I appreciate all that you do.
0: Well, you're Um, kind. Thank you for that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Um, I wanted to ask, I have been investing in a 401k through my company-sponsored 401k for several years, and I have um, um, mid... Um, I have three hundred thousand in that four hundred one k now.
0: Congratulations um, to you! That's well, excellent. I
1: hope, well, I'm almost I'm almost fifty, and I uh, wanted to and wanted to find out. They just recently said that they would start offering the Roth four hundred one k. And my question has been, you know, I I put six percent in, and they match it with six. Um, so I wanted to find out. Should I take that 6% that I've been putting in the standard 401k and switch it over to the Roth 401k when it it
0: becomes available? Very likely, yes. Very likely, yes. You're going to lose the current tax benefit that you have for putting in pre-tax money, but it's going to give you a flexibility you don't have right now that I'll explain in a second. But before I go further, are you an ultra-high-income earner, a moderate-income earner? Where would you say um, your, your pay kind of um, lands you?
1: Low six figures, very low six figures. So just a little
0: over hundred grand, somewhere in there? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to do the Roth 401k option. Here's why. You already have this 300000 in, great. And the employer match going forward, even if you do the Roth 401k, the employer match is still going to be treated as pre-tax 401k. So since Mm -hmm. you're doing six and they're doing six, you would, going forward, you would be a half and half. You'd have half pre-tax and half post-tax 401k money that you'd be putting in for the years to come. And the advantage to that is in retirement, you don't know which pile of money is going to be best to take from. And if all your money is pre-tax, mm-hmm. it can cause a lot of complications in pulling the right dollars out when you are retired. You know, where which pile you pull from. Well, if you only have one pile, you don't have the flexibility you have if you have a pre-tax pile of money and a post-tax pile of money.
1: I understand. Yeah, my, my, my whole decision point was, I was I was getting a little confused with the basically you know my age being almost fifty as well as also starting over from this new at zero. That's a okay.
0: It's just fine, and it and you won't end up with a truly balanced portfolio because you've already got all this money in pre tax, but you'll at least build up some post tax funds that you'll have at the point you retire. And I really like that for you. And you're lucky that your employer offers a Roth 401k. There's still like a third of employers that don't offer that yet.
6: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask
3: Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. And producer Joel asks it for you. Clark Frank wrote in and he said, you recommend signing up for free services like Credit Karma and Credit Sesame. How do those guys make money, though? Do they sell some of our personal information?
0: Well, indirectly, what they do is they don't sell your information, but what they do instead is they take your information to target offers to you based on what they now know about you from your credit profile. And then if you say, oh, yeah, thanks for telling me about this particular credit card or whatever, or home equity line or whatever it is, and you click on that, they then get, uh, what do they call that money in the internet world? They get like referral fee money or something like that. I forget what they call that. So they're not sharing your information in, in externally, but they're using it internally to generate profit for themselves by making money on those referral fees.
3: All right, Clark, and Joe wrote in, he says, I took out a car loan to help bolster my credit score. My payment is $167 per month, but I'm actually paying $450. Would it make more sense to pay $225 twice a month? Would that save me even more on interest?
0: It depends on the car loan itself. If it is a um, simple interest loan, with no prepayment penalty, and they've got to disclose this to you in the loan documents, then it normally would have, as a simple interest loan, a daily interest calculation. And you making payments more regularly would lower the total cost of the loan to you, and that's a very viable thing for you to do. Be aware, though, it's always possible with a vehicle loan that it has a method of calculation of interest known as sum of digits or rule of seventy eight, which is a way of front-loading interest in the loan, punishing you
3: for prepaying on that loan. All right, and Sam wrote in and he said, what is the best annuity to buy, Clark? Well,
0: first of all, there's a family show and annuity is a cuss word on this show. But if you're looking at annuities, the ones that I'm comfortable with are immediate payout annuities or life annuities where you take a sum of money and essentially turn it into a pension plan, a monthly check for the rest of your life. Insurance salespeople won't talk about those because they earn like zero commission on them. The other is a longevity annuity where uh, you live on the money you have till usually designed to age 80 or 85. And you can be completely broke at that point because at that point, the insurance policy, the annuity will pay you a huge monthly check for as long as you might live past age 80 or 85. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other, is from those reviews.